0: Hello and welcome to Queer Talk, a queer podcast that brings you a regular dose of positive news stories and fabulous interviews. Hi. Hi.
2: Hi!
1: This year, we're dedicating our Pride episode to put a spotlight on the joyous queer event that is Margate Pride. Margate Pride is a culture and arts-led
0: Pride and a celebration of LGBTQ plus life. Margaret is a coastal town in Kent, South
1: East England, with a growing queer and arts community. Today, we have the pleasure of sitting down with two fabulous individuals, Amy Zing and Lolo. In order to not do you a disservice, would you like to introduce yourselves, tell us who you are, your pronouns and what you do? Amy, you go first
2: thank you and thank you for having us it makes it feel legit hearing you talk about it um (laughs) well we have been going for six years yeah I'm Amy Zing. I use she her and um yeah I grew up in Kent and I've moved back to Margate and I was part of setting up Margate Pride six years ago and it's just turned into above and beyond what we could ever have dreamed of it's a beautiful thing
3: hello I'm Lolo um my pronouns are they them I'm an artist and curator And I sit on Margate Pride, sit on Margate Pride, I sit on Margate Pride all year round. Um, No, I, but my main role is um, as a curator and organising kind of art shows and bringing community together through art practice and celebrating Pride and then doing some performance and stuff. Um, Yeah.
1: So you do everything. I do.
3: (laughs) Yeah they
2: do i do yeah i actually don't think i said anything about what i do for pride i'm I'm like the artistic (laughs) director of pride on like on the books i'm the director but really i'm just running around going well done thank you to everyone
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, everyone loves that person though the one that the one that's always smiling and then go goes home and drinks a bottle of wine (laughs) to get over the day
2: oh god you've worked me out (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: so i wanted to open with something a little personal and I want to know what Pride means to both of you. Um, so again, Amy, you go first. What does Pride mean to you?
2: Oh, Pride is everything. I think from my first Pride experiences growing up um, to some really big Pride tours that we've done with Sync the Pink. I'm, I'm one of the founders of a club night called Sync the Pink and we've been able to tour the world doing Pride. So I think they've, they've had a really huge impact on me personally, but also coming back to Margate, where is near where I grew up, I'm a Kent girl. So coming home and seeing that how how necessary Pride was here, um, and ha- having had the privilege of, of living in a beautiful queer bubble of East London for many years, um, it just felt like not just necessary but my, like my duty to bring the joy of Pride to others. Pride is essential, you know. There are there are places in the world where people can't march together, and you know, we, we can do that for them and we can do that for each other. And to see young people coming to Pride here and it becoming part of their their story. And for this year's show that Lolo has programmed, that there's, there's a piece where we've asked people what Pride means to them, the exact question you just asked us. And we've had such beautiful responses that we, had us all welling up. That they met their partner at Margate Pride and they've moved here because they feel safe here because of Pride. So it's it's impact, it's not even tangible. Like you couldn't write it down for, you know, the council and say, oh, we've been able to have 5% more, something or other. It's just like, it's, you know, it's this, it's a sixth sense. It's this otherworldly safety and feeling of community and network. And it's, it's heart and soul and humanity and love and, and everything I believe in.
0: Preach. Um, <laughs> but when you, so you're from Kent, when you grew up in Kent, were, were there many prides in the area?
2: God no, no, it's it's really homophobic uh, on the whole. Sorry, Kent, to like damn you with that, but you know, <laughs> growing up in, you know, with the gay is an insult, and they're just not being that that tolerance. So, you know, just like the, the normalness is is what is right, or whatever. You know, I use normal in inverted commas because mm. what what is normal, and it's kind of not. You know, this is the opposite of that. The creativity and the challenging, the being trying to be left of the norm that didn't exist really where I grew up. So. Just to to see what it's become now you know I'll, I'll maybe I'll go on to tell you our, the Tracy Emin story but she rang me this week which is incredible because obviously she grew up in Margate and yeah. wow. it's it's like epic really that she's recognizing what what the pride has done to the town she grew up in and, and asking how she can help and essentially becoming an, an art patron of pride and um, because yeah. of the impact that she's seen over the last six years of what we've all been able to achieve so you know not that we needed validation but that certainly was a beautiful moment of kind of Mm. oh thanks Trace I can call call her that now we're old mates yeah
1: yeah you're absolutely right it's it's an energy more than anything you know seeing that many people in one place you know come out of the you know the cracks and the woodwork and seeing everyone together at one time it's Mm. really just like I remember my first pride I just felt really emotional i just welled up with tears because i'm just like okay yeah, yeah. like we're, we're here we're queer we're, we can just be ourselves and be emotional and be vulnerable and be safe to some extent totally. and it's, yeah. it's nice to have that so um and yeah, that, amazing
2: that, that seems to act as a mirror to others who may not have had that experience yet so they can see themselves in your yeah. vulnerability and your emotion I remember us going down the hill on our float one of the early years and there was hardly anyone really around until you get down the hill past Turner Contemporary where there's a big crowd because we start right up in Cliftonville where there's, you know, you're going along on a float and there's like two people waving and then we got to this corner and there's this guy that, you know, without wanting to stereotype, looked like Phil Mitchell with a red face and like like he might try and beat us up, you know, it was kind of scary and I sort of went on a red alert like, okay, who's this guy? And as we got closer to him, his t-shirt said, I'm proud of my gay son. And he was oh. waving at us all and he was just stood on his own with his T-shirt. And so I don't know where in the world his son was, but he wanted to come and, and show us that he was proud of his gay son. And that, that actually was re- a really beautiful moment for me because I had a presumption of, of what he looked like and he just needed to mm. come and he was grateful that our pride existed because he could come out and wear that T-shirt. And yeah, it's, it's those moments that make me go, wow, this is, this is why we have our pride. <laughs>
0: And that's really fitting because Phil Mitchell does have a gay son. <laughs> he does
2: have a gay son. I haven't, I haven't watched it wow. for a while. But did that little one come out in the end? I haven't watched it for a while. But yeah, he did. I, yeah. I saw that on the cards in the early days, to be fair.
3: I know, I'd say, I think it, it is really, sort of take it to the kind of personal level of pride and how, I think for queer people, finding that sense of pride in yourself is, it kind of can be a daily work and it, it can be something which sort of recurs through life as, you kind of unpick your conditioning and understanding of yourself and having pride in others, um, I think really helps cultivate that pride uh, in yourself, kind of um, how you can sort of mirror it back. But um, it's something that then, I think then with with certain parts of the community, like not all the community supports each other, but like the more pride you develop, like it's easier to be proud of other people than it is yourself. And the more pride... develop in like every part of of the queer community the easier or the faster or the more kind of nourishment you can find in yourself and your own sense of pride so it's got this kind of amazing kind of ripple effect and emanation sort of bouncing back and forth and it helps you understand the situation for other people around the world and how important pride is you know i think it's a lot of people don't value or understand the um urgency of pride and kind of when you look at the different prides that happen, we have we had like the massive prize which have been going for years and then um you know like trans pride in london where the the energy and the atmosphere is so kind of different it's that so, everyone's so um so aware of why they're there and the purpose which mm-hmm. which is not about just kind of partying but then we do also need the space and have the space at somewhere like margate pride where it's, it's political and there's protest and there's messaging and there's activism but there's also this celebration and also, like yeah I think this year I've really seen the value of like queer joy and how important that mm-hmm. is as and that's come through lots of the messaging like we're not art shows about like queer joy is an act of resistance and queer joy is survival and mm-hmm. um, I think that's yeah what's prior it's it's it's, it's, it's a multifaceted amazing thing which has these kind of like dark sides and and really bright sides and
0: you're absolutely right about queer joy my first experience as a pride like i probably was you know a bit closeted and stuff and not really happy about myself but when you go Mm -hmm. to pride and you see people enjoying themselves and see that queer joy and experience it you start internalizing that for yourself yeah
1: the thing the thing is, as well, we as queer people are painted as, you know, victims or people who get attacked or, you know, all of these negative things in the media and the press and stuff. So it is nice to go to a space where, like, actually, that's not your narrative, even if it's yeah. just for the day, you yeah. know, because so many of us are doing great things, putting on art shows, performing, doing, you know, spoken word, making podcasts, you know, creating art Doing phenomenal jobs and work and activism and mm-hmm. rallying and and yet we just see another article. Oh, so and so was attacked in you know in Liverpool, in London, in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Like it's happening everywhere. And that becomes your narrative. So for people, you know, scared to come out and stuff, they they just see that that's their, that's their future. That's what they've got to come. Yeah. When actually, you know, there's so much more to it. So I, I find this, like, finding queer joy is a huge political statement because it's mm. saying, like, actually, we're not victims. Yeah. Um, and we can be happy. We do have access to happiness and we do deserve it too. Yeah.
3: And also, like queer joy it, it's not it looks different from like straight joy <laughs> you know like that yeah. it's not the heteronormative it's not like we're happy and because we finally assimilated it's like no this is queer mm-hmm. joy it looks different it's it's like more emergent it's more colorful it's more subversive and transgressive and and beautiful and accepting and embracing like it's it's a different vision of the world and and that's also why it's like rooted in in like politics as well it's it's changed it's a game
0: changer <laughs> and that's what's happening in Margate right yeah <laughs> so I'll be honest like four or five years ago I didn't even know Margate existed and that's just my ignorance. Yeah. well you're not alone I
3: mean yeah
2: don't worry about
3: that I, ne- I never thought I would live in a UK seaside town I grew up in London and um I thought London was the center of the universe I used to, I used to work in the wait, fashion wait industry. is it not uh no <laughs> sorry <laughs> But, um, i don't know what the center of the universe is i think it's i don't know i think it's Mufscene. it's must, it's yeah. must i was gonna say <laughs> mars which is like almost Muff um yeah but no i never thought i would i would move to margate but as soon as i did i mean my it was a bit of a rebirth actually and it was sort of real and pride was part of that like connecting to a very small but very open and welcoming community um that i could just get straight involved in uh
0: which is brilliant. So you have a history in fashion. Yeah. If Margate was like a dress or if you had to dress someone to look like Margate and symbolise what Margate is, how oh, would God. you go about that?
3: I think Margate would be naked. I, I don't think a, a dress would be involved or uh, it would be an ever-changing, continuous organism which was made <laughs> from rubbish as much as it was made of seaweed and um, <laughs> highlighted by seagull poo on the shoulder <laughs> oh, seagulls it, it no. wouldn't be it wouldn't be glam it might be a little bit vintage um yeah i okay, don't know if, if Margate
0: was a person who would they be
3: <laughs> i got this If Margaret was a person they'd be like a mix between kate bush lily savage and m.i.a Oh wow. I, got I like that you're throwing MIA in there. Yeah, I yeah.
2: Like
3: that. Careful. Yeah. Shall I tell you why? Yeah. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> so, Kate Bush, because there's lots of sort of existential crisis on clifftops. <laughs> Babies being birthed through petticoats and dilapidated houses. Kind of, that's the sort of like English romance um, freak out side of it. Lily Savage, because it's that like real hardcore, brassy, Toilet mm. humor, drag, camp, leopard print, pub landlord, lady, pub, pub person, land person. And then MIA for all the like radical politics, fierce creatures that exist in the town and who are challenging big systemic things and making stuff happen. Love um, it. Yeah.
0: Now you just have to get all three of them to headline in one year. Yeah, <laughs> that would be sure. Amy's job. And that, that's what Amy. Amy I love, probably do that.
2: I'll have a word.
3: Yeah, we were we, <laughs> we were going back and forth on our like WhatsApp, our Margate Pride WhatsApp group, which is called Orgasmatrons, and um, we were talking about it. And another one was. Um, Oh, I'll have to check, but it's from a film called Wish You Were Here, and it's this woman going up your bum, up your bum <laughs> up your bum, up your bum up your bum <laughs> you, uh, it's called <laughs> Wish You Were Here, Emily Lloyd in the film I'm Wish You Were Here it up. it's really hilarious, and it's what um, Alex Menace who is one of the Pride team always thinks of when she thinks of Margate <laughs> <laughs>
1: You have both experienced the LGBTQ plus community in London and also around the world, I think, with Sink the Pink. So how does that differ to your experience in Margate?
2: Yeah, I suppose it's it's different because it's a kind of rootsier and it's so necessary here that, like the first Pride, I remember someone saying to me, because I'd go around all to the different shops and give them posters to put up and, you know, it's really kind of, well, it still is on that level of literally talking to everybody. But somebody said, yeah. don't, don't they throw stones at you? And I was just like, wow, like, you know, on so many levels, let's unpick that sort of thing. So I would sit for ages. This is like before I had a child and I had more time. I would just sit with them and go. So, what, so firstly, <laughs> uh, why, why do you think, have you experienced somebody throwing stones at queer people? So and I would sort of unpick and, and they, they hadn't. And so it's like, so so why do you think that if we march down the hill with rainbows, somebody would feel that they should throw stones at us? And then they they kind of didn't really have an answer, basically, there was a lot of blinkered UKIPness back then. um Nigel Farage had tried to stand for for north South Sanit or North Sanit, one of these areas around here like six years ago. so we're not yeah. that far out of you know him literally walking down my road north down road, and my partner going out and telling him he wasn't welcome here um and no one else was really doing that. He just walked down the road. There was like a sort of a sort of quiet but really deadly racism around. And so it was this really weird time of sort of, but, who, but what do these people actually think? You know, because the people would, I think you get the Nigel Farage's who were, who were assuming what a Margate person thought. And so we sort of just went about having had the sort of fuel of my, the joy that I've experienced of my queer bubble of East London. I realised, God, this isn't everywhere. This is so necessary here. So it felt so urgent that we started a pride. And it had existed in various guises before there had been like Margate pride with like gay in the middle, Margate pride. And then, you know, people had done things for one year, realised it's really difficult. And then, you know, one, one person had run off with the charity money. You know, there was a few stories. <laughs> of like, one, one person had done a pride and they booked Bucks Fizz and the, for the, for like, put a stage on the beach and they hadn't checked the tide times, and like the tide had come in on Bucks Fizz when they were performing no, and no. like all like the sound system <laughs> had blown up. So yeah, there's like all these stories of pride sort of almost happening here, but you know, they've always been a slight tragedy to them. And so, having, yeah, yeah having done sort of global events, uh, as I have done, <laughs> you know, and, and worked in BBC and, you know, had genuine event experience, I realized like, oh, I could actually, you know, combine my passion for this town and then and how necessary this is on a grassroots level with actually bringing a really quality art-led pride that doesn't have to have a big vodka sponsor and it doesn't rely on having Kylie as a headliner although you know I know she's a listener to this show and she might might want to perform as well that would be great but you know what we what we're trying to do is is bring the, the grassroots performers up and everyone really be on that level so actually you can do that on a shoestring so we set up as a community interest company yeah six years ago and it's really its impact, you know. After like the Tracy Emin phone call, it really has made me go, "Oh yeah!" Like it really, the it has, it has more impact, in fact, than say a Brighton Pride because which has its place and is so important. But that's become, you know, the level of some of those prides. I don't know. Maybe we could end up being that big, but I, I like to think that that that's not possible because we've we've founded it with such heart and soul and community and grassrootsness at its ethos that we always will try and get a bit of arts council money or like now we're going to be ringing my mates trace again um, <laughs> but hopefully we can we can it's so it's so diy and punk round here that and it's a bit lawless like people will just put a party on on the beach kind of vibes down here so i think and i hope that we will always have this same energy i mean we have written literally written the pride manifesto of, of how we want it to maintain so that I mean, I'm not going anywhere, so we, we that's the thing. The longevity of it is different, and I have the same thing that Lolo mentioned where I thought London was the be-all and end-all when I lived there, and then I did get to an age where I thought, you know, I can't cycle along Holloway Road with a bin lorry in front of me anymore. Like, the, the air was not fresh enough for me, and I needed space, the physical yeah. space of the sea and the sky. So for many reasons that Margate nourishes us, I hope that we n- nourish it back with our offering of pride Sorry, my answer has turned into a massive thing. I'll stop talking.
1: <laughs> not at all. It's a really great insight.
0: You have to safeguard pride. And it's amazing you're thinking yeah. about future years and like not just being one of these organisers that comes for a year and goes.
2: Oh, no, the opposite. Yeah, I'm thinking about my kid's future. You know, that that also is a huge impact. Like I've got a kid who's nearly four and and, you know, one of his first words was happy pride. And it's kind of, he's been at so many Prides, like, in my tummy as well as now, you know. So it's an incredible thing that that his generation will grow up with, you know, Pride just being a wonderful part of their lives and and him knowing how important it is. And we have a family morning as part of our Pride. And then we have the sort of, like, adult afternoon, which works Mm. out really well. We've done that for a couple of years. And we have, like, rainbow yoga and drag story time. And, I mean, imagine growing up like that, that you... I just have such hope and faith in in that generation and that we will have provided that. It's just such an incredible honour and joy.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
2: In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So, if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Boy.
0: So you founded uh, Out Margate, and that's all year round.
2: Yeah. So we, as, as part of Pride, we realized like. there there wasn't really anything in the area for a young queer person to attend um, other than our very important institution sundowners which is our local gay bar but that involves Mm -hmm. drinking so you know if you're 14 and you're just working out your queerness to go somewhere and get really drunk is is not for me you know the ideal situation because you know what can happen so it's kind of i really felt was so passionate about providing a youth group that kids could come to and just you know find each other and so I sort of worked on the program of how the WI runs, you know, like a sort of a crafty or like talky element. And then we would ro- roller skate. So I managed to get use of the Dreamland roller disco for free because I'm a wangler. And um, then we would give, we've would we got <laughs> the people who uh, run this lovely queer pizza place would give us free pizza for the kids. So we sort of we set it out as this, you get free pizza, you get to go roller skating and then, we you know, we get to discuss our queerness. As, you know as a side because we don't want it to feel too teachery and we did that every Wednesday night for a good few years um, and it was a real like labor of love because you know we just did it I mean it was probably work we weren't following all the bright protocols in terms of like I don't know it, what we, it, we just did it kind of thing but I'm such a doer that it was so necessary you know there was when I first moved back I don't want to. I must probably say trigger warning, but there there was some really awful homophobic press news stories that I would read about um, in the Sanic Gazette and all these local papers, and it was like, I can't believe that that's happening here. It was breaking my heart, you know, young queer kids being attacked, and yeah, it was a really visceral image. They used to really use the kind of like '80s Sun Reader type language in their news stories. Yeah, there was like an image of a kid with a, with a hammer in his head, you know, like a, it just so utterly disgusting and horrific images that. You shouldn't really even just be in the paper. They should come with a warning, and yeah, yeah. it was it was so it was so urgent that we, we that we needed this youth group. So yeah, I found a gang of us, and we it went really well, didn't it, Lolo? Like we would have like mm-hmm. we, Lolo would come in and, and teach a kind of banner making workshop or a craft making workshop. Or actually, you built a whole float for a few years, didn't you? Yeah,
3: it was a, the the year I moved to Margate, and the first thing I did for Margate Pride was create a float because every year they'd have an artist sort of makes the float. And very much like Make the Float Blue Peter style so I, my <laughs> workshop was we, the theme was the universe I think so yeah, yeah we had all <laughs> we these planets we yeah. were sticking tinfoil to circular pieces of MGF <laughs> and, and spray spray painting like galaxies onto, um, onto planets but yeah no it was amazingly cute and like important and yeah when I arrived um, like five years ago it was it was the only thing like it in town. So yeah, it was, mm. it was brilliant. Yes. Yeah, I
1: think this this moves away a little bit from London, doesn't it? Because um for for you guys and for, you know, Margate Pride, it's really important for you that pride is connected to queer art and creativity, right? Like that's mm-hmm. at the forefront of yeah, what yeah. of what you're doing here.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I th- I think it's because art is so intrinsically linked to activism and the sort of creative practice in terms of um access and community and communication workshopping production exhibiting and um, having presence like it's a really amazing vehicle to uh, express yourself and your thoughts and um and build and have experiences together so you know we'll kind of design projects so it will start with workshops that people can get involved with or uh, which then end up on the parade. So everyone can see their kind of part in it and feel really um, included. A lot of my curation projects, like I did one called Red Flags and it's an open call and it's it's an open call and anyone can apply, anyone who wants to scribble something on a piece of paper or mm-hmm. stitch something for weeks and and send it in um, just because they connect to the purpose of the show and um, and I've had feedback of how lovely it is because it's so like non-hierarchical in terms of like who it's for and who gets accepted like anyone is accepted it's about participation like and that's what's so important and then that goes up in the town up in the windows and everyone can see their part and their place and then for the town which is non-queer they can see the community
2: totally okay. and you've done that so beautifully because it's like putting the individual at the the heart of it because it's everybody's pride yeah. and, and we we can't we can lead we can lead by a sort of example and doing nice things but it's if every individual feels it's their pride um especially mm. like you know for example like a young person growing up here i'm going to use larnan as an example who's a, a young gay boy that came to the early out Margate days and he as part of the uh that year when you made the planets he really wanted to make this kind of like disco space goddess dress and so he was like learning craft stuff and he was working in Greg's at the time I think he still might work in Greg's but he's also got into like doing drag and now we've I've like linked him up with Jackie Potato who is also Julian Smith who's a fashion designer who's moved to Margate who also is a Sink the Pink drag queen and he's been assisting him making costume for some of the RuPaul stars so it's sort of like it's really beautiful when you see the sort of the full circle of you know the arty folks that are doing stuff around town and also uh, it's a two-way process it's no way some kind of saviorism of like hey we're all coming in and like you know showing these kids how to do stuff it's like we're absolutely (laughs) like learning from them too because you know if a kid grew up here and they haven't had an art and culture experience you know if your if your parents haven't shown you that you could you could be creative in different ways or there's job opportunities out there that that you know that we you could never even imagine as a child any of us could imagine that you know, we can do whatever we want with our lives and i think to give that message to a young person when you can when you see them run with that and take opportunities that come along it's so beautiful because everyone deserves any experience that their heart and soul desires but if you, if you haven't seen that as an example and i think that's the, the beauty of queerness is that we can we can completely not even be in a box we're just completely outside of that box we're just you know you can your freedom will give others such freedom
1: I think you're providing a, a mentorship almost, almost and and that that in itself is really special I think that's something that a lot of queer people would love to even have just known another queer person growing up you know yeah, not yeah, yeah. not necessarily to model themselves on but to to ask questions and to be able to explore with someone that's mm-hmm. not going to judge you or throw it back in your face later on yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you you know in bigger cities it's kind of not possible to do that you'd need a lot more people and yeah. you know it, it would it would be almost impossible to organize so it's so nice to hear grassrootsy kind of prides um, mm. like Margate are able to have more of an influence almost on the local people but also like the local community I guess all year round yeah
3: it's, it's mm. really expensive, and it goes <clears throat> I'm just thinking as well kind of in terms of that like mentorship and kind of family and community, like we've had within Margate. We've now, this year, our poster is designed by um, Stupendous Tremendous, who is a London-based artist. But they worked for me, they started working for me as an intern, like um, 10 years ago, I think. And then that was in London, in Hackney, their local Hackney um, person. And then they became employed by me, and then they would be with me on every job ever because they were my like most trusted straight line painter when I was doing any murals or anything and um and then now being in Margate for five years it was really important for us to always be like uh as diverse as possible and platforming Mm -hmm. um as many kind of intersectional artists and voices so we commissioned James to do the poster so that's kind of bringing artists from outside in to have again this positive and encouraging Response of being seen and people seeing themselves in other, in more realms, and more expansive realms. So James has an exhibition at Sister Joan's Salon, this really iconic salon here. Um, these huge, beautiful painted posters. So like with within Margate, with with Lauren, who is Diety uh, Coke, uh, is their drag name. Um, it's the same thing. So it's it's creating. The community broadens and it goes back and forth from outside the town within and nurtures each other in that
0: way, which is really special. Margate Pride is happening this weekend. For people who have never been to Margate, what can they expect when visiting? (laughs) Wow. What <laughs> is the Margate Pride experience on the day? Go on Amy.
2: So yeah obviously this year we are still uh, in pandemic recovery so we are being very careful and cautious so we have decided not to do a parade and um, we felt it was an irresponsible decision and also with Brighton cancelling mm. and now London cancelling it feels like oh god what if like 30,000 gays turn up and we're not ready you know it's sort of, it's kind
0: of
3: it, you don't
2: you. We'll also, that's the thing. That, yeah, well, this is it. I'm like like
3: um, it's, yeah, yeah, we'll,
2: we'll be waiting at the station. Um, it's we we are a small pride still, so we're not, maybe not ready for that level of of parade yet. Because really, it has tripled each year from five hundred people the first year yeah. to about ten thousand yeah, last year. It's so. amazing. It's incredible. Um, Everyone wants to take part around town. So there's so many venues around town doing Pride things. But the official Pride offering is that we're taking over the Oval Bandstand in Cliftonville, which is a beautiful old Victorian bandstand with a sea view and loads of grass around it. So it's a really nice sort of open, airy space. Uh, And we have the kids morning that I mentioned. So 11 till 1 is rainbow yoga and drag story time and cute crafty stuff. And then the handover happens. And then we've got choirs like Social Singing Choir, who are a lovely community choir, doing lots of queer anthems. And then we have speakers. So the rally element will still be there. We have Sue Sanders, who's the founder of LGBT History Month, who's a local lady who lives in Broadstairs. We have Josh Rivers from Busy Being Black. We have Rita Loy from Gaysians And then we've got a couple of members of the Gay Liberation Front talking. And then Rita Amazing. also makes music, which kind of reminds me of M.I.A. style music, yep. actually. Which is funny that you mentioned M.I.A. earlier. I and mean, she's going to do three tracks, and then her DJ is going to play, who's part of the Night Dyke scene. Um, so I'm really, I'm really excited by the Gaysians girls. They're just like so, really fun, and they're, yeah, they're bringing really good vibes. So I really wanted them to play so they're going to dj for an hour or so and then we're doing this thing called Mix margate which is a kind of like miss world competition but in very margate fashion so it's very silly and fun and we've got some exciting judges including my new best friend tracy emin (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's it's like a really brilliant mixture of like local talent so basically anyone could apply to be part of Mix margate and they you know they're their talent may be something pretty surreal or it may be, you know, lip syncing and whatever. So there's a mixture of drag performers and yeah. other types of performance art. But we've had about 20 people apply to be part of it. So that will kind of close the day. And then at seven, we're all going to walk down cliff clifftop. This is the unofficial thing, really, because we're, we're not doing a parade, but we kind of all will walk together in some way down the hill because there's... The Sun Deck has got loads of disco and John Joe Jewry and loads of East London icons playing really fun music. And then Sundowners has got loads of the RuPauls girls performing. And then Dreamland have got Nadine Coyle and the Sink the Pink DJs and Jodie Harsh and that kind of poppy offering and um, that goes on till 11. And then there's like after parties at Margate Arts Club. And there's so there's stuff happening all around town. There's loads of venues doing like drag brunches and really cute stuff. So, yeah, if you go to margatepride.org.uk, we've listed it all because Alex Menis is a web genius and she's very good at making it all neat and organized. <laughs> and yeah, it's a grassroots DIY pride. So come along and just be part of it. We really are kind of, even though we're a little bit scared of too many people coming, we are just, we have the <laughs> space. You know, you can just sit on the beach and get the vibes if you want, or you can go along to any of these things. That's what I always want it to feel like that real kind of. Everyone in town has their rainbow up and they are a part of it in some form.
1: That's so much. So there's much is happening. There's a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah. We're recording. Like... I'm glad we've got all that noted
0: down. <laughs> I didn't think, I thought you were reading the website, but I think that will get out of your head. <laughs> oh, That's that
2: just what I could remember from my yeah. brain. Yeah, I'm sure there's That's more. Actually. And also, there's you can still see more. the art trail. Because yeah. Lolo's Art Trail is all over town as well. Do you want to say the highlights of that?
3: Yeah, so you can um, go up to Sister Joan Salon to see stupendous, tremendous work. You can go to Resort Studios, where there's an amazing project from photographer Alyssa Cray, which is the Pride Portrait project, where um, they've been taking beautiful photographs of uh, queer community in Margate for the past two years, and they're all up together. You can see Red Flags 2, Flags for Topia at the Margate School, where there's also Karen Voss Pride and Jenny Boat's um, We Made Dens, which is a beautiful project where she paints pictures of queer people when they were children. So it's kind of destigmatizing this idea uh, that kids are queer or aren't queer. Basically it's saying kids are queer <laughs> when they're when, kids are queer when they're when they're queer, not just when they're adults. Um, yeah. And then we have we're doing a really exciting residency at the Nayland Rock, which is this dilapidated, still in use, iconic hotel. Um, and there's t- ten queer artists in there making work, and we're going to be showing that on the Tuesday on the seventeenth. If anyone's still in town, make sure you check that out.
0: Great, amazing. I like that. Everything that's happening is very still, like local, organised by local people, and mm. local people are performing, um, hosting. But then you have these amazing people coming in from London as well. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a great mix of both of your experiences uh, being able to put this together. Yeah, I'm really definitely.
2: proud of us, Lolo. When you hear it like that, it's like, <laughs> wow. And yeah. this was the year that we were kind of like, let's not go too hard this year because, you know, next year we'll have the parade again. And then we yeah. just ended up doing a massive town-wide pride. Year. Yeah, definitely. We can't so, help so. it.
0: Let's not go hard, but let's get Nadine
1: Coyle to show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my final question um i think i'm going to change it slightly it was what is your vision for a truly queer pride but honestly after everything you've just shared with us i think we're there mm. you know i don't i don't think we should be you know um, the being vision is already happening right? <laughs> being even more quick yeah, yeah the vision the vision is real but i do want to ask um and i'm going to throw this out here you've had no time to plan so you mm. know get get listening but um if you had no limitations on budget, on creativity, on space, on COVID, what would what would Margate Pride look like?
2: Such a good question. Yeah, it is
3: a good question. And I, I don't necessarily always think that more money means a better experience. I agree I, completely. I think yeah. that probably in the sort of nuts and bolts of it, it would probably just mean more sustainable in terms of human labor that it takes to produce it but I think it's really important that we do think about how these things are created you know in all industries and we are we're essentially volunteers that make it happen and then lots of the performers and everyone taking part we try and we'll always try and pay everyone something and so I think just having still it would still look pretty similar I think maybe go a bit wilder it'd be nice to go wilder with the with the floats and the kind of the visual aesthetic of what we could achieve um, with the parade, just sort of having more money for costuming and time to get people in and, and which would mean more workshops and more community involvement. But I think that would kind of be it because it's so fab already. Like it's so the energy and the brilliance and the talent, it's all there.
2: I agree entirely, Lolo. I think where you say if what we would do with no limitations... I feel like we already have no limitations because we're leading from our hearts and from thinking of our community. So obviously budget, because, yeah, the human labor of it, paying queer people is integral to what we're about. So my worst thing is to ask somebody to do something and say, but I haven't got any budget so even- yeah. even if it's an amount that gets you here on the train and you you have your you can you know you can eat and you can be looked after, but if you could actually pay queer people, that for me is a self sustaining pride because you're you're living your ethos of what you're about, mm. but yeah, community first, yeah, bigger floats, you know obviously really camp stuff is always wonderful <laughs> and then having like the space to store it because then you get to. You get to the end of the pride and go, okay, I've got a uh, five thousand <laughs> glitter curtains, and uh, yeah, that's like my story of Sink the think. Really, It's just like wanting too much of the high level camp stuff, and then, but where do we store it, and all of the costs associated? Yeah. So you know, we we could do it to an even better level, but I'm just so proud that we can yeah. do it on such a shoestring as well. But having done that for six years, yeah, <laughs> it would be nice to step up.
3: Yeah, we would if. If we could and we had lots of budget, we would open a year round pride space which was Yeah, a we safe have discussed that, not we? Yeah. In yeah. the town. It's a real dream and ambition of ours because there's only one there's yeah, there's only one kind of queer pub venue. Um, there's other queer run venues, but in terms of just having that nurturing safe yeah. place where yeah. young young and old people can go and it's not centered around um alcohol or partying but it's it's uh it's about community socializing um you know just a really nurturing fun interesting space that's what we would
0: do definitely there's there's definitely a need for that kind of space in every city yeah
1: totally totally we've come to the end of the show yeah Yeah. (laughs) thank you thank you both it's been really nice
2: it's been like therapy thanks
1: (laughs) i'm glad to hear that um if you ever need to store 5000 glitter (laughs) i'll send you my address after the show um more than happy to keep them here i was gonna say (laughs) Absolutely. I'll just create a massive dress and just walk through Manchester (laughs) City Centre and people will be mesmerised. I was I was going to say, obviously, we've turned our cameras off for signal reasons. But um, at the beginning of the recording, Amy, I think that you already have most of the (laughs) glitter from uh, from Margate Pride in your in your room. Uh, I was very impressed.
2: (laughs) My drag. Yeah, uh, there's a lot in my life. Uh, Organised chaos is what I call it we have just okay. taken on a little pride office though where we can store everything so we're getting there i think within, within the next few years there will be room for all those glitter curtains
1: <laughs> where can we find you both online where can our listeners um you know give you a little stalk like some mm. of your pictures
3: um, so i'm at low underscore low underscore no underscore <laughs> On Instagram, so no, 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 but with underscores.
2: Yeah, and then all the Pride things are at MargatePride on all the socials, and I'm Miss Amy Zing.
0: Gorgeous. Uh, to listeners, please check out Margate Pride on their website as well, and continue to support grassroots and local LGBTQ organisations.
1: Now, do not forget to let us know that you've listened to the show on social media. We are on Instagram at Queer underscore Talk, and on Twitter, we are Queer Talk underscore. Until next time...